Good morning. Welcome to the Bar Sunday Morning Services. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Um, if you have questions or comment concerning this topic today, feel free to call in. Lines are open at 800-411-BOND, 1-800-411-2663. You can also email us during the church service, uh, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, and put your name in town, name in town, name in town, name in town on your emails, and uh, we can respond to it. Uh, good morning, everybody. Yeah. I feel silly doing that, looking around, seeing you guys looking right at me. What are you thinking? <laughs> I, um, I, I have an issue I want to deal with today, kind of pick up on where I left off from last Sunday. We do like a part two of last Sunday. Last Sunday was good, don't you think? Yeah, anybody remember what last Sunday was about? <laughs> you remember it there? What was it about? Who are you and what are you? I believe so, right? Oh, yeah, that's the beginning of it. Yeah. Anybody thought about that? Who are you? It was a part. It was two parts to last Sunday. No one thought about who they are. No one discovered themselves yet, right? Great. Well, you know what? You guys don't have to do it. I am. I'm having a good time. As long as you keep coming and bringing your donations, I'll keep growing. Because the whole purpose of me is to get you to wake up. You become the teacher. I become the student. I become the student. You become the teacher. Back and forth. It, it should, we should be edifying one another. But if you guys go home after the Sunday service and don't think about it anymore, then you have no other choice but to wait for the preacher to tell you the next step. And I don't know how you can live like that. That's an awful way to live. Because the things that I talk about, God has allowed me to see them, and he would allow you to see it too. And you're supposed to come in on Sunday mornings ready to edify, not to just come to receive something all the time. That's called welfare when you're always coming to receive something. You have to bring, it's like a give and take thing. And this is not a welfare program. All right? So, no, did you discover who you were yet? Um, no. Every time I get to the point where I answer the question about who I am, it kind of sounds like a what to me, so no. Oh, okay. So you know what you are, yeah. but you have no idea who you are. Yeah. And what are you? A lot of things. You're a whole lot of things? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what? Um, young entrepreneur. Um, young uh, entrepreneur. A uh, young male. A young male. That's it? I mean, I just started learning more of it. I'm sorry? I said I can blurt out a lot of, a lot more. All right. So you're becoming a whole lot of different things? Yeah. Uh, okay. And then, how about you? Who are you? Or should we say, what are you? I'm a black male. I know that for sure. So. You're, <laughs> <laughs> you're a black male? Yeah. Black oh, okay. Male, so. Anything else? Well, you know, I'm a father. A father? Caretaker. Caretaker. Do you know who you are? I'm a black male. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's interesting. Okay, you haven't been here since we had this subject about who are we, right? No. You weren't here? No, neither was I. You're right. Yeah, you're right. I know you weren't here. So who are you and what are you? Do you want to tell me what you are or who you are? Um, I don't want to tell you either, actually. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Do I know what I am? No, how about, yeah. I know I'm a man. You're a man? Right. Anything else? Uh, no. Do you know who you are? 
I, I do. Who are you? The man. A man. Is that it? Yep. Okay. That hairdo is interesting. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> uh, you weren't here last time, right? Okay. Uh, I've been here last year. Oh, okay. Do you know who you are or what you are? Um, I don't like doing the what you are, but people like to tell me what they are, too. So, what are you? What am I? It's uh -huh. a good question. Um, to be honest, I don't think I can, can give you an answer on that. Do you know who you are? You know who I am? I know who I'm supposed to be. <laughs> like, meaning I'm supposed to be a... Um, I guess you can say I'm supposed to be a representation of God... You know, and like I know I kind of tried to, to live that, that, that lifestyle, I guess, if there is such a thing. Is um, it that lifestyle? Like in other words, I try to kind of put God in everything that I do, pretty uh -huh. much all, all throughout the course of a day. So you're not even to do it? Um, no, I think for the most, most part I am. You're not sure? You think so? Well... I tried, let me phrase it then, I tried to be aware throughout the course of the day. And, do you? And I think I'm pretty good at it, but I, I believe there are some times when, when I'm not aware of that. So who are you? Uh, just regular AJ. Just a regular AJ? Just regular AJ. <laughs> okay. How about you? Who am I? Yes. Uh, I don't know. Um. I don't know. I, I know I'm a mother and I'm a wife. That's what you are or who you are? It's what I am. Okay, your mother, wife, anything else? Um, I'm a lot of things. I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm a female. You're a whole lot of things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then who are you? I'm, oh, you I'm don't sure. know who you are, you just know what you are. Yeah. Uh, okay. Who else wasn't here? Uh, okay. Uh, that's amazing to me. Did you ever find out who you are? Yeah. No. Not yet. I don't know if I will. You don't know if you will. Uh huh. Why not? I don't know. It's a weird question. It's a weird question. Yeah. Who are you? Is weird. Yeah. <laughs> How about <laughs> what are you? <laughs> what am I? I don't know. I don't, I don't like that question either. You don't like that one either? Huh. <laughs> it made you nervous? Yeah, it does. Uh, and why? Because I don't want to... I don't want to talk about... Uh, you don't want to talk about... Yeah. Who you are, what you are? Uh-huh. Why not? Um, I'm embarrassed of what I am. You are embarrassed of what you are? Yeah. Oh, so you know what you are, you're just embarrassed about it. A little bit, yeah. Oh, I see. I understand that. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> and so, you know what you are, I just don't want to say because you feel embarrassed by it. Yeah. And why do you care what other things? I'm not really sure. I, because I care what I think. And Why do you care what you think? I'm not really sure because... What you I'm, think is not important to you. 
Well, you shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. Um, plus, I think a little bit about others, and I don't like what I think about them. So you think about others, and you don't like what you think about them either? Yeah. And because you don't like what you think about yourself? Yeah. Uh, but do you feel a little better thinking less about others? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it makes make you little, feel a little better about yourself? Once in a while. Um, but, uh, no, it just makes me feel a little bit more hopeless because it's like, well, if nobody else is any good, then, then maybe I can't be good either. Wow, that's amazing. If, if you feel hopeless because you think if no one else is good, you can't be good either. Right? Yeah. That's why you're not supposed to measure life according to someone else. Because you're not going to get anything else from someone else's life but hopelessness. Because you're measuring yourself up against other people, they can't save you from it. You should never, ever, 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 but never, ever, 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 <laughs> never, never compare yourself to anyone else. Anyone else. Because most people are all in the same pot. And it will make you feel either false goodness about yourself or bad, a bad goodness about yourself. So you got to stop doing that, man, if you want to live. Yeah, I'd like to live. I'm sorry? I'd like to live. Well, you got to stop comparing yourself to anyone. Let your hair down and live your life. <laughs> that makes sense? Yeah, but what is who I am have to do with any of that? What does who you, who you are have to do with that? Yeah. Well, the reason you can't find, discover who you are because you're comparing yourself to everyone else. But why do I have to know who I am? In order to be free. Because the other way is not working. <laughs> not knowing yourself is not working, right? No, but I don't really see that that is the... Well, I don't know. I don't see that as the cause of why I messed up. You don't see that as the cause of why you messed up? Uh -huh. Not knowing who you are? Yeah. And why not? <laughs> uh, because it doesn't seem like... It doesn't seem like it should matter who or what I am. Like I should just be happy, or, you know. You think, but have you ever met a happy person who didn't know themselves? Um, Let me I, ask, AJ doesn't know himself. Are you happy not knowing who you are? Am I happy not knowing who I am? Yeah, you don't know who you are, so are you happy, you have peace? Yeah. You have peace? You have peace. Yes. Uh, he's the first one. Well, I see when you could have, when you put it that way. Like, <laughs> he's the first there one. He is. First man, not happy. That's all right. Um, being kind of like paying attention to yourself and being um, self-aware or whatever. That makes sense to me. It does? Yeah, but I don't, but the who you are is, seems vague to me. It seems vague? Vague, yeah. Vain? No. No vague. Vague? Yeah, like, not, not clear. Not I mean, clear. It seems too general. It does? Yeah. 
Maybe I'm just thinking about it wrong. Yeah, you are. And I understand that, but you are. If you want to be happy, if you want to have peace, you got to know who you are. And who you are is not who you think you are at all. And you cannot have peace until you know who you are. You absolutely can't have it. But most of you here, I just went around the room with a few people, and, and most of them weren't here last Sunday, but they don't know who they are. And that's a sad way to live. A sad way to live. Now they know what they are because they're a collection of their outer environment. They're their mama, their daddy, a wife, a husband, black, an entrepreneur. You know, there's a truckload of things. Uh, a young person. They're like, they're like, uh, like a black suit that collects dust. Yeah, that scares me. Like, uh, I'm not going to be that young for that much longer. You're not going to be young for much longer? Yeah, so um, the changing of what I am scares me. Yeah. And if you don't discover it now, you're just going to be an old, unhappy man and not know who you are. Because you don't realize how important it is. But we are not. And yes, people do become their outer environment. They become whatever environment they're in. That's what they become. But that doesn't bring peace to them at all. It's when you don't become your environment that you get peace. It is abnormal to become your environment. And nobody you know, can find happiness like that. That's an abnormal way of living. You're not supposed to become your environment. You're supposed to be in it, but not of it. But if you don't know who you are, you can't avoid it. You've got to become everything around you. Isn't that amazing? And that's why you're so unhappy. You have fear and doubt and worry and insecurity and all that kind of stuff because you're becoming your environment. And that's not what Christ came for. He, he came so we can overcome our environment, not become it. Yes? You said not to ever compare yourself to another person. Ever, never. But can you explain why? What, why wouldn't you want to compare yourself to somebody? Because that person could be of the devil. That person could be a liar and a deceiver. And you become that too. Trying to be like them. Or even worse. You'll get whatever identity is driving them. You'll pick that identity up too. Trying to become like... Even like I, Booker T. Washington is one of my heroes. And Marty guy, read about him, you just love him, right? But I don't want to be Booker T. Washington. And I learned something. If you say, you know, I get up every morning, I, I work from sunup to sundown, and it works, I'll get up and, and work, you know, but that's not who I am. I can learn some qualities from him, but I don't want to be who he is. I am happy absolutely being me all the way, you know, now that I know who I am. And, but you're not supposed to become like someone else. Because if I become like Booker T. Washington, he may have been using work as a means of escaping. You know, so he could be a uh, workaholic, right? But yet unhappy within himself. And I'll pick up Booker T. Washington identity and I'll become unhappy too. But I'll take it a little further because I'm being saved by this guy. Whatever you become like, whoever you become like, they're saving you from yourself. And that's not good because it's not going to work for you. That's why. We're not supposed to be like our parents either. Because if you become like mama, then you mama. Or you become like daddy, then you're daddy. You're, you're not yourself. And the problem is, everybody, most people are becoming like their environment. 
all in the name of Jesus. But you're not, you don't want that. You shouldn't want that. You're never going to be happy. I used to be in my environment. I know what that's like. But I had fear and doubt. I didn't know who I was. I had no peace because I didn't have my own identity. We all have our identity within us. We've got to find it if you want to be happy. Does that make sense? Yeah, I just, just thinking about the word compare, like there, it seems like there's an implication that not only you're comparing, but you're measuring you are. what they are as opposed to whatever you think that you are. That's right. So it gets you in your head rather than being in the moment. You, when you, that's right. You measure yourself up to that person, trying to live up to them, to that instead of who you are. It is evil. It is not a good. There's only one, if we read the scriptures, there's only one person we should be like. We should be Christ-like. That's the only one. And it's interesting what he is like. That doesn't mean take on his personality or anything. You know, his, his qualities and who he loved and the way he, you know, dealt with that love. That's what we hook into. We don't even lose ourselves by, because, you know, we're not like trying to be Christ. We want to be what he stood for. Yes. But it seems like all day long that your mind is is giving you things to compare yourself to people. Yes. Every minute of the day. But that's what, when you're in your fallen state, that's what the mind does. They want to keep you away from your true self, so it's constantly hooking you up with somebody else. You know, be like this person. Oh, look at, look at John Doe. John Doe is doing very well. You know, you could be that way. Or John Doe is down in the dumps. You, you, know, you don't have to be that way. It, it's constantly keeping you away from your true self. That's why you must be born again. So that you're not controlled by that mind. That mind is of the devil. And it's, it, it lives off of anger. And anger is judgment. And judgment causes you to compare yourself to everybody else. And I'm a living witness to that. Until you overcome your anger, you're never going to be yourself. you got to forgive. You have to forgive. So that you can enter into this kingdom within and become yourself. And there are a lot of unhappy, unhappy people, all in the name of Jesus. Because they are not themselves. They have not found themselves yet. It's his side of us, but they're not found it. And they are unhappy. Black, white, rich, poor, young, and old. They're living the lives of fear and doubt and worry and judgment and making horrible mistakes. All in the name of Jesus. They love the Lord. Isn't that amazing? You got to know yourself. Well, you don't have to. You could live this miserable life, suffer and die. God's not going to worry about it. I'm not going to worry about it. You know, I, you know, God get up every morning, have his coffee. He and uh, Jesus walk over to uh, Coffee Bean. <laughs> they get a cafe mocha, come back home, turn that TV on, and just cracking up how crazy people are. <laughs> and then they die. The people die. And then God and Jesus just kind of laugh and let the dead bury the dead. We'll make some more babies and see if they can get it right. It's sad the way people are living. I was, oh, how much can I say about this? I was somewhere at some time recently in life. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking to some married men and women together. And it was amazing how the men were allowing their wife to do whatever they want. You know, they, they voted, and the husband didn't even know how the wife voted in this last election. Oh, I didn't even know she voted that way. I'm like, how do you have a wife and not know how she votes? Well, I let my wife make her own decision. 
So I'm like, you're scared to tell her what to do? Well, you know, she, she has her own mind. Men have made a horrible mistake by allowing women to have their way. And now they're out of control. And it's the men's fault. When women are left alone, they're going to destroy everything. The paint on the house, the grass, the dog, the cat, the kids, and they'll kill you and get another husband. <laughs> Isn't that right? Don't, don't women kill men? Yeah. <laughs> they do. Women kill men and, and, and get another one and kill him too. But men are just so pathetic. They'll let the women run wild. Just let them do what they want. Why be married if you're not going to guide your wife? What's the purpose of getting married? If not, and that's why you date, so you can find out if this woman is the right one. But men are not guiding their wives in the right way to go. And that's sad when you think about it. No? I think it's sad because I understand that order. And a man is supposed to love his wife as Christ loved the church. And the man is the church, not the building. The man is the, the, the church because he represents Christ. And if he loved Christ more than he loved his wife, he can guide his wife in the right way to go. How do you leave your wife alone to just be out there floating? You not know who she voted for. And then when he found out who she voted for, he was like, what? She voted for the wrong guy, according to him. But they are afraid to correct their wives. This is sad commentary. Anyway, any other questions about that? So, Susan, do you know who you are now? We talked about it, and you've been here for a while. I don't know who I am. You still don't know? No. Wow. I said it, though, the other day. I know. But you forgot? Yeah. And I understand that because you got to see it for yourself. And God would allow you to see it. you got to see it for yourself. I can tell you over and over again, but if you don't see it, it's not going to stick. Okay, you remember who I said you are? Yes, ma'am. I was just thinking, you know, it's easy to answer the question what you are. Yeah. Because you, you have so many labels. Right. You know, to, to put on it. And then when you think about who you are, you don't really have all these labels. You just, you're stuck, but you think you have to label it like you have the labels over here for what you are. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are trying to answer that who you are with all these labels that they have on the other, on the other end. That's right. Very good point. And because we are addicted as human beings in the fallen state, we're addicted to labor and everything. It makes us feel good to do that. Uh, and, and I'm a black man, but that's not who I am. That's just the color of my skin. That's not who I am at all. It's just the color of my skin. I'm a, a, a dad and an uncle and a brother and a nephew, but that's not who I am. I'm just related to these folks. That's not who I am at all. They just identify on earth who, you know, like who I'm kind of connected to as a family. That's not who I am at all. You know, and people think that's who they are. I asked my, uh, one of my cousins, who are you? I'm my daddy's son, my mother's son, my wife's husband. My, you know, I'm like, that's, that's sad, man. That's not who you are. That's a collection of things. But if you got to know who you are, if you want to be free. If you want to get rid of your fears, your doubts, you got to know who you are. And Christ would allow, God would allow you to see it if you seek after him first. Ted, you know who you are? 
Well, I know what you said last week. What did I say? I think you said a, a living being, right? That's right. We are a living being. God created this body, and he breathed breath into our body, and we became a living being. Now, when you can really see that, because you don't see it just because I said it, but when he reveals that to you, you're free forever. Because it's nothing what you think that it is. You can't do anything about it. You just see it and live it. There's no end and no beginning to it. You realize there's no end or beginning to, you, to who you are? You just live your life. And it's such a perfect way to live. Absolutely perfect way to live. Just imagine living a, being a, as a living being. A big ball of energy just, just having a life. Isn't that amazing? But no. Yeah. Um, um, there is like a round the clock every moment um, the false who wanting to tempt me to speak and to do the thoughts that that go with that um, identity yeah. and um, uh, my impulse to go with that has been with it you know I may let two or three thoughts go by that's torture but the fourth one you know I'll just I impulsively just do yeah. or you know uh, when a pressure comes up I may let one or two go by but not for very long and a pressure will get me to do something yeah. you know and uh, that's that's that who that I've been following and uh, responding to and it's not it's fun sometimes but there's a very bitter aftertaste on most of it absolutely you know the sad thing about if I can use the word sad, it's like people are suffering unnecessarily. You know, they're mad at each other unnecessarily. They're worried unnecessarily. They have the wrong focus on issues unnecessarily. And when you read the Bible, it, it tells you right away what to do. Seek first the kingdom of God, his right way, and all things will be added unto you. It's just that simple. That's all you have to do, and everything else will be added. Your, 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 your finance will be added. Your job will be added. Your friendships will be added. Your, uh, your wives, your children, your family would be added. But most people got the same reverse. They're putting, and I hear it in here all the time. You guys haven't even thought about this, Derek. The only one thought about this all week. But if you don't seek first the kingdom of God, you're going to die unhappy because nothing else is going to satisfy you. And it's a, it's, you don't have to die this way because Christ came and thank God and put everything, he put us back. He put everything back in order and all you have to do is receive it. That's all you have to do is receive it and everything your heart desire will be met. Far beyond what you can imagine. All this stuff you want is ridiculous. It just, it's so out of place. But I guess people don't know how to seek him or they don't think that that's that important, seeking him. Yes, sir. Could you explain that, um, so that Adam, you know, God breathed life into man? Yes. So if he breathed life into man at that time, what is the significance? If man had life at that point, he was a living being, what is the significance of uh, Jesus Christ and him coming, what did that do to the life that was already given to man at the time of Adam? Uh, 
once Jesus came, right. he gave um, he gave us back the freedom to love him or not to love him. You know, he gave us back the 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 freedom to get back into being because God is about all is he's all about love. But prior when Adam listened to the woman who had listened to the serpent, it wasn't about love anymore. It's about hate and getting all you can get, destroying everybody. It was about giving and receiving. But Christ came back and he allowed he gave us a way back into love, to love one another. And when you love one another, you'll be an expression of God. Because God had nobody to love before he created man, you know. He, he, it was just, it's weird. Somebody told me God had a woman with him. But uh, from what I know, it was just him. And he had done, created us, but he had no way to create love. So he created us so we could create love. And that's what Christ has given us the opportunity to do. And honestly, when you find out who you are, when you become into who you are, and, and I don't want to define um, a living being so much for you because there is no definition for it except that it's life, is love. And because if I give you a whole lot of stuff about it, you're so connected to your brain, to your, to your fallen self, you're going to identify that with what you've learned by rote. And then all of a sudden you're going to walk around saying that you're a living being and you're not going to get anywhere. But it's just love. Christ gave us a way back into love. Will you love him? And that's what he did. He brought us out of hell back into the light. Whereas before, people were just in hell. So there was no chance. Uh, Adam made it. Well, Eve made the decision not to love him. We have to make a decision to love him and not be him. That's all. He gave us a way back. Yes. Like it's so hard to like to just live in like in the moment because so much like waiting for you so much has been yes it seems like it's just hard being right here you cannot live in the presence of God on your own you can't do it on your own that's why you gotta repent and be born again because when you are not born again you're guided by the prince of darkness he controls you he's your father he's gonna make you think and feel and do what he wants you to think and feel. But once you see that, that you are of your father, the devil, and don't make up any excuses, don't hate it, just feel what you feel about it, then God will come in and, and rebuke that spirit and give you his nature, and then he will cause you to live in the now with him. And there's still a lot of things coming at you all the time, but you can see them and overcome them. You just have to switch roles. You have to change fathers. Because when you said, like, we're um, human beings. Living beings. Living beings. Yes. It seems like that's it, like the being is just being. Yes. It's being. Like no future, no present. I mean, no future or no past. That's just right. Being. Just being. Just being. Can you imagine living like that? You don't have to have a plan. You don't need a five-year plan. You don't have to worry. You just be. You just live your life. It is it's so interesting. I love it. Seems impossible to me. It, it is on your own, but it is possible through Christ. When you believe in Christ, you will believe back into the Father, and it is possible. If you notice, Christ didn't, when you read about the history of Christ, he didn't go around collecting a lot of things. He didn't become his father, his mother, his uncle, his nephew, his entrepreneur, his young person. He was just being. He didn't even go around trying to uh, collect an apartment building and 
a, a mega church and he was just being, he was just a living being. And that's what we are. But it's so buried down under all this hate and judgment and anger, sex, lies and video games. It got to be peeled away so you can see that. But you can just live your life just being. Isn't that nice? It sounds sweet, huh? It is. Like I can't even make myself want to want it. Yes. And, and when you, and you're right. To recognize you can't make yourself want it is all you need to do. And ask God to help you want it. You know, I can't want this thing that Jesse's talking about. But I believe it's possible. Help me to want that. See, like I can't even do that. Like I try, like, but it's like I'm not real sincere about it. Yeah. See, like, um, like I have to have like a tragedy that, that I don't want to right. happen to make me want it. You have to have something really bad to make you want it. Yeah. A lot of people like that. They're motivated by good feelings and bad things. If something happened, mama died, now everybody wants to get saved. But as soon as the funeral is over, you have your chicken and collard greens, and you, you, know, you lie about how nice mama was, then you go back to the other way. But ask God to give you that desire, and he will. Because it's all spiritual, and of yourself, you can do nothing about it. It's all spiritual. You know, I ask God to let me see myself. Let me want what's right. There's some guy in the Bible who said, um, I don't have faith, but help me to have it. Who was that? Thomas or somebody. Thomas, yeah. yeah, doubting Thomas. He knew he had doubt, so he asked God to help me believe. You can't do it on your own. Of yourself, you can do nothing, but ask God to help you, and he will. And just ask him and leave it alone. Because as soon as you ask, the devil is going to come in and say, okay, here's your help. Avoid that voice. And he will give it to you. But it's good that you recognize that all these things of yourself you cannot do. You don't have the desire for it. You know, you love pain. Maybe your husband needs to beat you every morning. And why he's up, can you beat her every morning? I can do more so, yeah. <laughs> more so. He's already beaten her. He's like, I'm going to beat you. This. I don't see myself liking it. I'm sorry? I don't see myself liking it. You don't like the beating? I don't like mm, I don't like pain. You don't like pain? No. I'm just joking, folks. He is not beating his wife. I'm going to clear it up. <laughs> Thank you, Doug. It was a joke. This man does not beat his wife. First of all, he's white. He would not win anyway. <laughs> Black woman of sweet the flow in him. Black women don't say that. He's white. I don't have to say it. He married to Michelle Obama. <laughs> that speaks volume. Have you ever beat up? Did your white boyfriend beat you? No. Thank you. She's <laughs> like, no, Lord. But it's a joke. He's not beating his wife. But the fact that you can see that I'm motivated by pain, it looks like only if I have a tragedy, I'm ready to call on God. You just see all those things going on within yourself. Do nothing about it, it'll start to change. Don't become angry or try to deny it. God just wants us to see what we'll become. And he'll change it if we let him change it. We have to allow him to do it. We can't change it. The problem is people are trying to change what they are. Instead, when you, when you, instead of allowing him to do it, when you feel fear, you should let yourself feel the fear. But do what you got to do anyway. You know, be, and let that, and just be quiet about it and God will save you from it. If you feel embarrassed, let yourself feel embarrassed. 
But do what you got to do anyway, and he'll save you from it. Somebody make you angry, you do right by that person, no matter how you feel, and he'll come and save you. But if you make an effort to cover up your anger by denying it, he cannot save you from it. Isn't that amazing? And most people are so angry and hateful and judgmental and resentment, resentful, they're trying to change themselves. They're playing God with a lie. You got to let yourself fall apart before you can become a lie. That makes sense? I remember I used to eat a lot of ice cream. Remember the surge? Ice cream with peanuts and all that kind of stuff. Just loved it. And as I was eating it, I was just blowing up like a fat pig. I remember once I went to do a talk. <laughs> I gave a speech, and this white man came over to me and said, I remember you from years ago. You used to be thin. You don't even look like yourself. I'm like, oh, my God. But I could do nothing about it. I was fat as a pig. I had conflict, and I ate ice cream to get rid of it. But So I allowed myself to just become that way because every time I fought against it, I got worse. You know, I ate more ice cream. Or, or I put more cookies in there and peanuts and all that kind of stuff. Every time I tried to do something about it. It's when I stopped trying and started seeking him and wanting to know. And, you know, I saw myself in a newspaper once in my hometown. I was so fat, I didn't even recognize myself. I didn't want my people to see that. <laughs> it's like, hometown boy, <laughs> making big, yeah, something like that. And not only making good or something. But not only did I make it good, I made it big. <laughs> really, I didn't recognize myself, but I had to endure that embarrassment because I couldn't change myself. You cannot change yourself. You just have to recognize that you can't, and that's all you do about it. I saw this young lady first, and then I come to you. Yes, say. Um, do you find yourself by seeking God first? I'm sorry? Do you find yourself by seeking God first? Yes. You find yourself by seeking him. Yes, ma'am. There's no other way to find him. No other way to get him. He has to reveal it to you. And he will reveal it to you. Everything we are is within us. You shouldn't even look outside at all for the answer. It's not there. It's all within us. But you got That's why he wants you to seek first the kingdom of God. So you can get to know yourself. That's the whole deal. Once you know yourself... Life starts to work. That's why he wants you. It's more to it than just words, just speeches. But you got to seek him. Maybe people don't know how to seek him. That's my next question. That's your next question? Yeah. How do you seek God? Yeah, uh, a girlfriend and I was having a conversation about our brothers um, going training to preach or something like that. One is on drugs, and, and my brother. He's got a lot of issues, too. But we were saying they probably just don't know how. They yeah. want to see God. They want to know how, God, but they don't know how. The only way they know how to do it is to go try and preach, go to church, and yeah. try to learn the Bible and so forth. But they're not changing. Yeah. So my question is, how do you see? Very good question. I'm glad you asked that question. I'm going to tell you in a minute. All right? Do not let me leave this building until I tell you. All right? But you, because I think that's what the problem is. I don't think people know how to seek him, and I don't think that they really know how important it is to seek him. I think there's just some more words in the Bible that they learn, and they think it means something else that it doesn't mean at all. So it's very good. I think that's what's going on here. 
it should be foremost. As a matter of fact, it is abnormal, unnatural to see anything else but that. It's unnatural. It's un- I know a lot of you go on the internet looking for a husband and a wife. That's insane. <laughs> Who want a husband or wife on the internet? And now they're getting a lot of pictures of men who look like women. <laughs> because that's unnatural. You're supposed to naturally meet a woman, not on some internet. And, 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 and women are going on the internet looking for men. And they end up with men that are not real men. They dress like men, but they're not real men. And they're like, oh, I thought you were a man. You told me on the internet you was a man. There's no way I go on the internet looking for nobody. You can't even trust them when you find them on the street nowadays. Right. <laughs> How you gonna trust them from the internet? Wow. They can see you any kind of picture. <laughs> I know someone that lived way over yonder. They met this woman on the internet and she was from Africa or somewhere. And she stroked him, she, he sent her his picture and she sent him some false picture, I'm sure. And she was telling him how handsome and fine he is. And, you know, you're just God gift to earth. And one of these days, we're going to hook up and be together. And he's all puffed up by an internet conversation. And, and then after a while, this woman had him, she started set, sending him stolen products for him to sell in the U.S. and send her back the money. And all she said to him is how wonderful he is. And then she started sending him checks that they had stolen from businesses. You know how they get those checks, they, they, they call up businesses, how, however they do it, right? And this person was trying to cash checks for this person. I'm like, are you like totally insane? What is it about this person who got you doing these mad things? You're about to go to jail. Well, she would tell me how handsome I was. She said she loved me. And she wanted to come see me. And I'm thinking that this is going to happen. I'm like, how do people become so crazy? You got to be insane to go on the internet and look for a person in, in today's society. But it's so, you have no idea how many people I run into that have found somebody on the internet. You got to be in a fallen state to do that. <laughs> really, you have to be like way away from God. Now, I know some of you, if you disagree with me, please do. How many disagree? Don't be embarrassed. You disagree, Ted. And why? Because you have to meet people somewhere. <laughs> you, have to meet, you have to meet people somewhere. And, and so to end that, your only choice. No, it's not the only choice, but I don't see it. I know people have done it. Uh, Jim Valerio, he, he met his wife. Don't be telling somebody else's business. No. <laughs> you can't say their name, though. <laughs> he, he, doesn't keep, he doesn't keep it a secret. He may not want anyone to know. He doesn't keep it a secret. No, he doesn't. He said it here before meeting. I, and you know why you have any? If you meet somebody, whoever you meet, you have to. You could meet them here at church. You could meet them somewhere. If you meet them over the internet, that's the way of meeting. I'm sure, there's lots of dangers there, but you know, but but it's not it's not a sin to meet somebody over the internet. Oh, I didn't say it was a sin. Oh. Well, I disagree. It's not a sin. Okay? Everybody understand that? It's not a sin. It's insane. Not a sin. It's insanity. 
because you're going to meet someone who have done some weird stuff to themselves. It ain't what it seems. <laughs> but it's insane, not a sin. It's a difference. Everybody understand that, right? So don't go out and say, I said it was a sin. I said it's insane. It's unnatural. Oh, uh, by the way, you can call 1-800-411-BOND, 1-800-411-2663, if you disagree or agree. So, how many people agree with Ted? Don't be embarrassed if you've done it, that's fine. You, you agree with Ted? Mm-hmm. And why? Have you ever, have you ever done that? My son met his wife on the internet. Who? My son. And so that's why you think it's fine? Well, I, I was thinking they were a pretty good match, and I, um, so I thought, because I was shocked at first that they mm-hmm. met that way. When I found out. Now I think about it. Well, you do have to meet them somewhere. Meeting somebody on the internet is like gay people that want to get together and then they want to have a baby and then you got to insert the stuff in there so they can have a baby. It seemed weird to me. And I know why now. As I speak about it, I know why. But that's not normal. I mean, don't you want to like run into the person? Isn't the best wife the person you run into? You know what I'm saying? You're at, you know, you're out. <laughs> you're at a friend's house. You're at a party. You're at wherever you go, and you run into this person naturally. That's the best. When I was growing up, that's how we met folks. And it was fine, just but like they that. Didn't, they didn't have it. You see, right? At, <laughs> there you go. And you know what? We had to do it the natural way. Yes? My son's a computer geek, so, so is she. So they mm-hmm. kind of like, that's the way they meet people. They don't go, they don't yeah. socialize that much, I don't think. But if the computer breaks down, then the relationship is over. <laughs> 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 but it's, it's kind of like what's happening, like what she's saying, that you didn't have the internet back then. And even I, when it first, when I first started hearing about it, I would be looking at people like they were really insane. Like, mm-hmm. how could you do that? They can just pose as anybody, yeah. anything. Yeah. And then, you know, I, after years and years, I finally tried it, and I saw how ridiculous it was. I just, it was just, people are on there for just, if you find somebody, you are so fortunate. It's just like a needle in a haystack, because people, it's some weirdos out there. I hear about the story. I'm it counseling now with, with the internet folks. I wouldn't even <laughs> trust if I, like, how they say somebody got married, I would still be looking at them like, I wouldn't trust it. Yeah. Even if they said and was all that they said they were, I would still be going to sleep like, are you really that <laughs> So far, and there's a whole, there are a whole truckload of folks who are doing it, so I haven't by any means met it's half of the people doing it. But I've not met one person who had met someone on the internet and they're happy. Not one. Not one internet person. And, and <laughs> yes, Stephanie, you had your hand. Find anybody if you're looking like the right person, right? I haven't seen anybody who's looking find the right person. That's right, even the ones that have the right person, the ones that just live in their life and they just somehow come together. Very good point. That's what I'm going to say. Even if you're out there looking off the internet, (laughs) you go to the bar or you go to church looking, you're going to find the wrong one. So, looking is the looking is the looking is the. Yeah. Hey, you're about to say it's fine from the internet? No, I haven't had a couple of people that I know that, that have actually done that. Um, one gal in particular, she's, I mean, she's, that's her life. It's online. Yeah. And uh, I remember there was this one guy who she was talking to, and he, he 
she kind of was telling her all this stuff and everything, and I guess the two of them end up falling in love online. <laughs> and uh, so Norman is on a, 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 a two-way street, and it ends up on a lonely highway. Well, here's the and thing is that online. Well, here's the thing is that this guy lived lived out of state, and he wanted her to come stay with him. So naturally, she pretty much sold her apartment, all, all just basically packed up, moved over. Uh, I think they're, they're like back in Virginia or somewhere. This guy was like in his 30s and still living at home with, with his mom. See that? So she ended up staying there for a little bit, and I guess that didn't work out. And That's internet love. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I heard, I'm hearing these stories. That's why I'm, I, I know about them now. I'm counseling internet Christians who have found online love. It's insane. It's insane. Do it if you want, but it's abnormal. It's insane. Yes? I think the people that are doing that type of thing are more insecure than... I was about anyway. to say that. I don't see how you can't... If I see someone I like looking at, I go talk to them. I don't see how you can think you're secure with yourself and you're, you're online. And that's what the internet has allowed. Insecure people looking for insecure people. Maybe I get me a service called Insecure Lover. <laughs> oh, that's a good title. No, yeah. you won't we, get no hits. Let's meet. Let's <laughs> meet. We'll write that up. Insecure Lover. Insecure Lover line. Yeah, insecure.com. Because that's all you have. Insecure people on both ends looking for insecure people. That's all that it is. It's unnatural. Sometimes they just like to type, Jesse. They just That's like crazy. to do the type, and you'll be going back and forth, and they never want to meet you. They just type. And I was like, I can't. I, I was so done after like one month. I was like, this is stupid. But at first, it was fun. I did it. Yeah. At first, it was fun. You know, and I had talked about it for years. Like, you, this is stupid. I would never do this. Finally, I tried it because you want to do something different. Mm. You, pro- you get caught up like that. Like, let me try something different. Yeah. And you do it. And you could get, you know, you could get, if you believe in what people are typing, and, and I was like, look at me, I'm saying all this stuff. They responded. I don't even, I'm lying. See? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would lie. Most of them are lying. Most of them is lying, right? Yeah. So I was just like, wow. How you going to tell the truth to somebody you never met in person hey, anyway? I wasn't going to follow through, so I could say whatever I wanted. And they would eat it up. They would eat it up. And I'm telling you, sometimes they only wanted to type back and forth. Once I start saying something like, well, I'm in, I want a serious relationship. Woo! I wouldn't hear from them no more. Yeah. <laughs> they just wanted to type. Yeah, it's insane. They just wanted to flirt. It's insane. Yes, baby. Um, Have no, you I ever agree. gone online looking for love? <laughs> it's going to be not online, but uh, years ago I used to do it in the paper. You know, we'd set, you'd set up a, a phone. Do you have the same basic thing. Yeah. And what I saw was it definitely is for insecure people because I would do it because I didn't have any confidence. Yeah. And you set it up that way, you know they like you already, then you go meet them. Whereas, you know, when you're about, about doing your business and stuff, you know, if you, you see a nice young lady and you, and you just start talking to them, that, that's the real thing. I mean, that's, you know. You that. see right away, or you start to see, because you see how they look, you see if she's the right size, yeah. and, and know, if you're tall just, enough, short enough, you know. And, and, you and, see everything right then, and right. if it don't work, you okay, bye, that's yeah. how and, and it just, you know, those opportunities come about, I see now, like when you're about doing more important things and you're not looking, 
those God gives you those opportunities because you're not looking. When you're about your father's business. So you're never gone online looking for love. Online, no. Yeah. You you have there, uh, Ted? Yeah. Yeah. How many people? Well, not looking for love. Do you love. mind telling me who? I'm not that? looking for love, but, but I. Who are you looking for? I <laughs> love. <laughs> you're looking for a woman. You're looking for a woman. So are you like at a point in life where you may not, you don't think you're going to run into one out there? I may. I may. Do you believe that, that you can run into one out there? Sure. Yeah. The, the best way for a man or a woman to find another woman or a man out there, be about your father's business, really. And what I mean by that, I don't mean go around preaching and carrying on, but be out there working and being honest with people and, and, and having a life for yourself and, 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 and be carefree. And let that not be important to you. I mean, you can't, the women will just flock around you. And, and for the women and men to just flock around you. Because there's a different spirit coming out of you that draws things unto you. Naturally. It is unnatural for men and women of God to be online looking for a mate. Or even out there looking for a mate. He said that if you seek him first, he'll add everything unto you. But you don't know that because you're not seeking him first. You're not seeking him, so you don't believe that that works. But you got my word, and I'm not God, I can't make it happen for you, but you got my word as a living witness. He, those things become so unimportant to you, but he'll add them unto you because he knows your heart, he knows your heart desire. He, God knows if you want a family. He knows if you want to be married, have children. He's going to put that person in your way, and it'll be added unto you. If you put him first, he knows your heart better than you know it, and he's going to give you someone close to that can relate to you. That's why a lot of these marriages break up, because you're marrying these folks don't even relate to you. It's just all about something else, and it's not about the values that you believe in, because you're out there looking on your own. He added unto you. He would give you so much, and the Bible says that he would give you so much you won't have room to receive it. It'll it overflow. And I, I, I'm a witness to that. I got to go through my closet right now, throw out stuff, got ready for new stuff. And I meet women all the time. Women, like, it's like a bus. You miss one. <laughs> Different women, period. No, meaning that if you miss one, another be along in a minute. And I'm sure it's the same way for women. You miss one man, another will be along in a minute. You don't have to look. You really don't have to look if you seek first the kingdom of God in his right way. Even if, let's say you're out of work, but you're seeking him first. You'll walk out of your door and the job is just there for you, and it's a perfect job. You don't have to stress. You don't have to worry about your competition. It's for you because he sent it out there and made it possible for you. But if you're on the internet and worried and tripping because you're not seeking first God, you're not going to make it. If you're married and your, your husband or your wife is tripping out, if you're seeking God first, if that person leaves, fine. It's not like you've lost everything. But you've got to put him first. You've got to seek him first. That, if you could just do that alone, your whole life would change for the good. But you got, you know, and, and out there in the world, you go to church, and people go to church every Sunday, 
and they hear the preacher preach, and they walk out, they cuss each other out, they forget what the preacher said. There's nothing inwardly that is seeking the right thing. The preacher tells you exactly what to do, and you don't do it, and you wonder why your life is not working. Isn't that amazing? And, if, and I'm a dummy. I'm not a smart person. And I barely finished high school. I was picking cotton. So I didn't finish high school, but he gave me something else that is far greater than what the average person discover about themselves. But it's all inside of all of us. You got to stop hating us. You got to stop being angry. You have to stop running away from your challenge and run toward it. You got to let things happen and overcome it. So you can be happy, have peace. He doesn't just want you to have happiness. He wants you to have peace. And peace is better than happiness because it's everlasting. It never leaves. Once you come and know yourself and you're born into that peace, you got to be born again. It's everlasting. And there's nothing out here that can change it. Nothing. You're not in and out based on situation. Isn't that amazing? But you got to seek first the kingdom of God. Um, yes, Ted. I think I saw Ted first. Yeah, you said you were going to answer the lady's question there about oh, okay. seeking first. Yeah, uh, come to it in a minute. Seeking God. And do you, know, you don't know how to seek him, right? Well, I, I think I do, but I'd like to hear what you have to say. Yeah, you think you do. Yes, I think I do. Well, if you think you do, that means you don't. Well, that could Because be. if you think you do, you wouldn't be on the internet looking for a date. Well. And, and this is the truth, not a put down. And not just you. Some of these people are not raising their hand and they're on the internet. <laughs> Believe me, you're just being honest about it. But you're not the only one on the net looking for love, net love. <laughs> Computer love. <laughs> Don't forget my title for my new company, Kent. Insecure love. Insecurelove.com. Right. <laughs> oh, you can't take it. My lawyer's here. I have all these witnesses. <laughs> Incur- I bet you that thing will take off. Great, yeah, because everybody's insecure on the net. <laughs> and then it'd be comforting knowing that you're going on an insecure net.com with all the other insecure people. <laughs> Isn't that true? See, God just gave me that. That's a money making idea right there. They're going to gobble up all those insecure people. That's fine. As long as they pay for it to no, get on. Come on. <laughs> we'll have a secure certificate on it. <laughs> yes, Susan. Yeah, so what about MySpace? So what? You know what MySpace is? Yeah. yeah. Is that the same thing? Same thing. Right. MySpace is so dumb. <laughs> you, you don't have nothing but dummies on MySpace. <laughs> really. All dummies on MySpace. These folks put their personal business on MySpace. They put pictures of their children and their family on MySpace, and they think they're going to get somebody? Yeah, I wish a woman would put five children or herself on MySpace and think, I'm, a, I'm, a, hit, I'm going to hit her up. Somebody going, not you, but somebody. But that's crazy. Why do you put all this personal information on MySpace and got everybody a picture up there? They use MySpace for uh, networking, too. That's fine. But they got some dumb stuff up there, too. Now, if you use it for, to promote a business, that's fine. But you don't need to put mama up there. <laughs> I got eight brothers and sisters. Here they are. <laughs> what is that all about? I'm sorry? It seemed like to me it was really for the young people. That's what MySpace was. It started out, though, uh, 
uh, musicians and artists would put their music and stuff uh, there. That's what the main purpose of MySpace was, but all the young people just kind of took their little... And now the older people are putting their information up there, too. <laughs> yeah. They even got churches on MySpace. <laughs> and they, they put up there who they're dating, and then they still try to get another date. <laughs> but pretending like, oh, I'm in, I'm in a relationship. But if you want to email me, hear my thing, you know. It's crazy, it's insane. But you know what? That's what blind people do. Blind people do. Just think about it in your own personal life, how many dumb things you do. Just think about it because you're blind and can't see. Think about the mistakes you make. Think about the people you get angry at unnecessarily. The people you judge. It's all the same because you're blind and can't see. You need to be born again. Because when you can see, you won't do those dumb things. Really. And if you should go unconscious for a minute and do something dumb, dumb it's so painful, you would never do it again. It really is painful. You know, you would never do it again. I remember tipping somebody, a, a taxi cab driver. I gave him $2, and he didn't do anything. He didn't get out the car, open the trunk, and take my bag out. I gave him $2, and I had pain for that. I'm like, I shouldn't have given that lazy bomb nothing. I had so much grief, and I allowed myself to feel the pain, and now I'm conscious, and I would never give a lazy cab driver another penny. If he doesn't get out of the car, take my bag out, and put it on the thing, he gets nothing. You got to earn your way in life. But people do that. They tip the bomb on the street. And then they look around. Have you ever given the bomb some money, and then you look around to see who saw you give the money to them? <laughs> see if anyone saw it. You know, you get your glory right there. Because if somebody's looking, you feel good that you gave the bomb some money. Have you noticed that? Uh, I've seen it. I've done it, and I've seen other people do it. Really? Have you done it? I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. Right away, you look around and see who looked at you. Or you do it before you give because you know that somebody's. That's I mean, right. I've seen people. Yeah, it happens. I've been on dates when people, guys will just do it, and I'm like, no, don't do that. You're like, you should have kept that money, buddy. You got to you buy me an extra glass of wine with that. <laughs> that could have been for my wine. <laughs> Trying to impress me. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Yes, sir. Did you have your hand? No, I was agreeing with you, Okay. Yes, sir. They were talking about, uh, you're talking about uh, uh, internet dating anyway. They got harmony.com and. Uh, uh, eHarmony.com. Yeah, they're supposed to be one of the better ones because they ask you 50 questions and you're supposed to be calm and they try to get it as, as close as you can. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, one gay guy uh, went in there and he. He put it in, and uh, they told him, "No, we don't. We don't do gays." And, uh, we don't do gays. No, we don't. Do, we don't. Yeah. They try to keep it clean, you know. <laughs> so this guy took it to found the state that where where uh, where he he took it to New Jersey, and uh, they sued them for uh, yeah. three years. They spent over four four five million millions of dollars. Yeah, I read that. Now eHarmony have to find gay lovers too. So you guys going on eHarmony? Be careful. <laughs> you're going to come out more with an e-hominy more than what you're looking for there um, anyway you got to be born again you got to know yourself if you want to be happy now you can walk through life being a collection of everything your environment God will let you live that way he's not going to force you he'll let you live that way collecting your environment becoming your mama's son your daddy's uncle your brother's wife He'll let you become all that, and then you'll die, and you'll just live a, the rest of your life. 
sacrament. He'll let you do it. He's not going to force you because he's given us a way out. He said, seek first the kingdom of God, his right way, and everything will be added. It doesn't get any clearer than that. And until you start doing that, you've got to become aware that that's what it takes. You're not going to be happy. You're going to be subject to your environment. As Stephanie was saying, you can't help yourself. Somebody was saying it. You're subject to your environment. You cannot help it. And you'll say, oh, I'm not, I'm not addicted to work. You are. If you're a welfare person, I'm not addicted to a welfare check. You are. You've got to let go by seeking first God's way. All right. Uh, Hermes, you had your hand a while back. Okay. Any questions about that? Yes, sir. Yeah, you were going to expand on that. Yeah, I am. I'm oh, sorry? Oh, okay. Um, you know, I, I've noticed more clearly lately that um, uh, my life has um, uh, been like one of two extremes, either a repress or impulse. You know, yeah. impulsive or repressed. Nine, 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 like, point nine, nine, nine. Yeah, it seems People like there's, that. there's, it's, it's hard to see that uh, any other way. But you either, when a, when a thought or a temptation comes, it's either, um, if you let it go by, it's painful. It's, it feels like repression. And if you act on it, you're a fool. Right. You know, it bring, it makes, it makes you look like a fool. Yeah. And but it just seems like that. It's, you're, you're, I'm moving between one or the other all the time. You know, let it go by, but it feels like repression, and then it builds up to want you to, it builds up something in me that causes me then to be impulsive. That's why you must be born again. Yeah. You need a new spirit. You must be born again. You must be born again, if you want what we're talking about, so that you're not controlled by that. We're not in control of our life. We're being controlled. Either by evil or good. You're not in control of anything. And the sooner you realize it, the quicker you'll be okay. Yes, sir? Yeah, and Martin's really talking about two sides of the same coin. Yeah. In terms of it's a, it's spirit, the it's a spiritual thing. And that, that, you know, you're not really going from back and forth. You're, you're involved in the spirit. And that's why it might feel like you're going back and forth, but you're really involved in the same spirit the whole time. You like those little rats, you know. You know, people have those buy those little box things and they put rats in it and it goes around the wheel thing. It's like that. They call they're not called rat. Paul had one. What are they called? Yeah, a hamster is still a rat in a box. Don't they look like rats? <laughs> but it's still the same thing. Same thing. Yes. That, to me, that also relates to you know, a little bit about what Stephanie's talking about in, in terms of your question about who are you, what are you. Yeah. If you are inhabited by a, an evil spirit, which everybody is unless they've been saved, then there's no way you can know what you are. Because that's why you have to be born again. Your spirit, that spirit can never tell you what you are. Yeah, that's right. So, that's why you must be born again. So when you guys say, you know, I'm an uncle, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm black, I'm this... That's not who you are. Entrepreneur is what I do. That's not who I am. You know, even the preacher title, Reverend. I don't even want people to call me Reverend because that's not who I am. They just tell you right away the kind of work I do. You know, if I'm a uh, painter, that's not who I am. I paint. So yeah, what I do, I'm a painter. But that's not who I am. But people are identifying with those things. You know, and that's where the problem is. You can't identify with it. You shouldn't. Identify with anything but the Spirit of God within. That's all you should be identifying with. Yes. It seems that like also, though, man has created society and society has given titles. 
to everything. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so that in order for us to understand ourselves, we have to understand ourselves through titles and. That's how people do it. They, they, their identity come through. That's why they take so much pride. There's nothing worse than a prideful preacher. Oh, my name is Reverend George Smith. Okay, now the world need to bow down to him. They wear those reverend titles like, like, like their name is God. And they don't even want you to call them, but call me Reverend John Doe. Your name is not Reverend. Your name is John Doe. <laughs> Your mama didn't have you and put Reverend John Doe. She put John Doe. Reverend just tell what you do. That's not who you, but they identify with the title because the congregation got to identify with that Reverend title too and worship him. That's why they do it. A doctor. You ever work for a doctor? I need to work for doctors. You do not want to work for doctors. <laughs> they, all, they wear those titles like, like God gave them to them. I'm Dr. Jacob. Whatever. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Yes, Susan. Did you have uh, I, I was just saying, um, when talking about these, uh, be, like searching for God. You know? Yeah, seeking first the kingdom of God. And I've been like really trying to meditate right and stuff. And I keep finding, then a little thought will come, oh, you, you don't know enough, you know, be in the moment. And then it says, you know, it tells me I need to know more. I need to do more. You know, just can't All just lies. be in the moment. All lies. You need to do nothing. Yeah. The, the less you do, the better off you are. If you want to find God, the less you do, the better off you are. The more you do, the further you get away from him. I didn't even know that I was a living being until he revealed it to me. He allowed me to see that. And I'm like, wow, this is cool. That is, that's who I am, a living being. Just living, you know, have no ending, no beginning, no tomorrow, no yesterday, just now. Just living my life. Can you imagine living like that? And you still run into a lot of challenges. But because you're a living being, you just overcome them. It is great, folks. It really is. We are created in his image. And you don't see God being a reverend God or, or, or entrepreneur God or black God. Or, now the people try to make him black God or white God or, or KKK God. He's just God. He's a spirit. He's a living being. And we're created in his image. A little bit of him is inside of us. And then once we connect, it starts to grow. Isn't that amazing? Yes, it is. You guys will find it if you seek him. Yes? So if we keep seeking, keep mm, trying to come to the moment, come, you know, do the meditation, I guess I don't have enough faith that, it, you know, I, or I feel like I have to do something. Right. I guess that's it. I, I, even in the meditation, I've, I'll see that um, I can't just let go and do it make a big deal of everything. Yeah, because you're a very willful, prideful person. And you trust the lie more than you trust the truth. You're just a prideful person. You don't believe the more you let go, the better life becomes. I clearly see the more I let go, the better my life is becoming. The more I let go, the more I let go, the more I let go, I'm discovering. It's amazing what is in, within us. But you don't trust that because you're such a judgmental woman. You listen to the lie. You're subject to the lie. You don't believe that God is smart enough to create you, put life into you, and take care of you. 
You don't believe that can happen. You believe you have to do it, and it's not even working with you doing it. It's not working. And, but yet, you still trust the lie. And so you just have to suffer and die. You're not gonna, it's not going to work until you let go. You've got to let go of all, everything you believe in. Maybe, yes, sir. Oh, speaking of the let go, that's something that really turned my life around a lot. Where, you know, getting out of La La Land and out of the thoughts was what, what is what's needed. But then, you know, there's things in, in life that you see you, you're responsible for and you have to take action towards. Like for me, for one thing, was coming back to church. So when the, thought, the thoughts would come and assault me while I'm coming back to church, what, you know, crazy thoughts, and, and, and maybe some fear too. But something that really helped me a lot is just to let it happen. Don't fight it. Because what I would always do is put up a struggle towards it, yeah. and then I'd end up being a screwball again. <laughs> you know, you have to, that's a very good point. You have to let the thoughts overwhelm you. Yeah. And feel, and feel like you're about to die. You have to feel the pain of it. You have to just, you have to let it overtake you. Whatever. And do nothing about it but watch it. Yeah, whatever it is, yeah. don't put up a fight. That's what that's it right. wants. How and many people understand that? Yeah. You got to stop putting up a fight. I was telling uh, uh, somebody over yonder again that I said, and this is person happened to be a, she happened to be a big woman, and I was like, oh, you, um, and she was telling me, oh, I lost some weight. I think she was telling me that, and I'm like, oh yeah, you lost weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> And this person became so insecure, they looked at me like, I've got to go. i got to go. I made them doubt that they had lost weight. You always. Instead of standing there and feeling that insecurity within and just quietly letting God handle it, they ran just for saying that. And I'm like, this is insane. Unless you learn to be still within and allow yourself to feel the insecurity, you're never going to be free. When you run whether it's to drugs or run away from the conversation or run, you're never going to be free because something else is saving you. But I could see, and I was surprised though, I didn't know they were going to become insecure by me saying and just acting that way. But I saw them becoming insecure, so I'm like, oh yeah, so you think you lose weight? Huh. Yeah. Jesse, you are scared. They're like, saying that to somebody. I got to go. <laughs> Why is that? You should have just encouraged the person. What, did he call? He doesn't I mean, she could have lost two, three pounds. You don't, you wouldn't probably recognize two, three pounds. She gained that drinking a glass of water. But the point is, I mean, my, but you're going to say that to somebody? I mean, like, see, to me, I would have been like, Jesse, go, you know, I would have told you about yourself. You wouldn't have been able to get away with that with me. If I but, lost two pounds and you can't oh, tell, that's your problem. But people tell me, especially, especially being No, but he always be making people think they not saved no more. <laughs> I cannot make a sane person believe that. People be questioning their Christianity up here like, uh, yeah. well, when I came in. You thought you were saved. I thought I was saved. I thought I was a Christian. <laughs> Let me say this. People tell, when I put on weight, the public tell me, oh, you look fat. Your, your jaws are fat. I just tell them you look fat because you I'm like, No. I say, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, absolutely right. And if I feel the embarrassment of it, I allow myself to feel it because I haven't been to being fat. I don't have to be fat. 
but I get lazy or whatever, I allow it to happen. So if somebody is bringing that an outward source is reminding me of something that I've gone in denial about, you should welcome that, not run from it. Because you're not allowing God to show you. You're not allowing your conscience to show you. So if your enemy tells you something that's true about yourself and you feel embarrassed, feel the weight, the, the pain of it, you should allow yourself to feel it. Aging is like a son to me, and aging is big as a house. And I tell him all the time. I know he doesn't want to hear it. Even when Derek came from the party, he had seen AJ. He's like, Uncle Jill, is you, Uncle Jill is so big. Uh, I was shame looking. <laughs> and I'm like, but I know he'll eventually get over it. Well, I'm alive, look at him, act like he's thin. That's not love. And if you take it personally, that's his ego. And I want him to know that. You know what I'm saying? Because I love him. He got to be around for his family. You know what I'm saying? His wife can't afford to buy big clothes. Jesse. You know, they, 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 and they're right. I'm going to have to speak out for all Don't you want me to tell you what I, that's listening. He, when I was fat, he told me all the time, oh, you're just a fat, look at your belly. Remember that? I did. I did. He gave me no rest. <laughs> <laughs> and that, no, I don't mean by fat. It could be shyness. It could be anger. It could be anything. You're supposed to love your brother enough or sister to tell them the truth, but don't hate them for it. And that's what people don't know how to tell each other the truth because you've already judged that person. And that's why you don't know how to be honest with the person in love. And that's a problem. I love my fellow man. I want, I, I want to be told the truth about myself. If you see something about me, tell me. If I don't like it, pray for me. But tell me anyway. You know what I mean? Oh, I, this last question, then I got to wind this down about how to find him. Up. Talking about uh, being, uh, uh, seeing we're a living being, right? Yes. You say you need to see this. <clears throat> I, I think you're saying it is in a way as if you're saying in a spiritual way. Yes. I just want to clear something up. When I pray, I can see a uh, bright uh, 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 force of some kind. Right. It's, it's visible. The light within. Right. And so it's not, I'm not seeing it, quote unquote, spiritually. I'm physically seeing it by just simply shutting my eyes and observing what's going on. Okay. It's, so it's a it's a physically observable phenomenon. Right. So are we are, are you you are talking about that is the thing that we're talking about is being there's a life force inside of us. Are you talking about something else? or Are we talking about that? All I want to say about it is because I don't want to teach it to you within us. We have, we are, we are, we are a living being. We are guided by the light within. And the light is the love of God within us. But I don't want to define a living being for you at all. I don't need, but, I don't need it defined because I can see it. I mean, right. it, it's observably there. You know what I'm saying? Right. So once you see that, I don't know, it seems like there's some confusion in a sense of... of so you think that, you know how when we pray... Right. We see this light within, right? Right. You think that's the living being? Well, there is something in there that is alive, and it's, it, what it is, I don't know exactly know, but it, it is something that's observable. You, know? you have something in you that's alive? Yeah. It may be a tape worn. That may be too. <laughs> Maybe several forces. <laughs> <laughs> you got a live worm inside of you. See the doctor. Um, let me tell you this, this way. But see, if we can't... We have, it's the light that allows us to see that we're a living being. 
See, I think you don't want to say too much to people, but I think you run the risk of also, we need to talk openly about certain things as well. Well, I just show you. There's a light, the light that you see, that you're seeing by when you're, when you're praying, right. that light will allow you to see that you are a living being. Because that's the light of God. That's the love of God inside of you. It will allow you to see that you are a living being. Is that clear? Does that help? Yeah, okay. Does it help? I don't know if it helps, but, I, but it, I'll take it as an answer. What do you feel? What are you thinking right now? Well, uh, are you, you saying... You want to know... That are, you saying, are you saying that the light that's inside of us, the light that we see inside of us is a living being, or is it a light of it's something that shows us a living being? It's something that shows us that we're a living being. Yes. All right. It's something that shows you that you're a living being. That's why when you pray, you should not define whatever it is that you're seeing. You know, you hear me say the light is within you, right? Now people go into and they see the light, and now they're, they're so connected and defining this light, they start to think that's all to it. You know, they, or they start to think, you know, they, they start seeing their thoughts, and now they're so focused on seeing their thoughts, they don't see anything else. Because it's weird how... how that, that the devil's mind make you connect to whatever it is. You know, it, 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 when, you, when I talk to some people, they get no further than their thoughts. They're like, oh yeah, I can see my thoughts. Now I'm not controlled by my thoughts. And years go by. Because they're locked right into the thoughts. They're not free. They're not free to discover and keep moving on. And so if I tell you about the living being, define it and put it in a box for you, you're going to lock into that and you won't find it. But it is the light within that allows you to see it. Okay. I mean, I just want to be clear about what you're talking about. Because what I see, I don't know what it is. It, what? is. it is what it is. I mean, well, it's God allow you to know. Ask Him to let you understand. Ask God to let you see. You know, He'll let you see, and then it's yours. And that way, your mind can't deceive you. Because, like uh, the young lady was saying, and I, and I have three minutes, is that. Uh, you made, me, you made people doubt that they're Christians. You know? But if you are truly born again, no one can make you doubt that. You can't be doubted. You, because you, you, know, you can't be made to doubt. Because once you're born again, you're locked into another reality. And no one can come along and make you doubt that. Because you're born again. Once you're born from your mother, no one can come and say you were born from an elephant, right? It's the same kind of way. Once you're born again, you're born again. And no preacher and nobody else can make you doubt it. But if you're not born again, you think you're born again, you can be made to doubt it. Just like that. And just like you asked me about, you know, this living being and the light, you may have been thinking that the light is the living being that you are, right? Uh, and you don't know that for sure, and I can make you doubt it. But I want you to ask God to let you see it so you'll know it for yourself. Right, because there are certain things that we can see visibly, but... You talking about a spiritual seeing which God has to give to you. Yes. So. He has to give it to you. Right, right. I cannot give it to you. I can't make you see any of this. I can just testify that it exists. But He has to give it to you. You have to ask Him for it. And He shall give it to you. Because He wants you to have it. But only He can give it to you. That's the only way I get what I have. I ask Him for it. You know, God, let your will be done. Or give me more light. Let me see. You know. Let me see. And he let me see. And he, he may not even let me see right then and there, but I ask and I move on and I can see. He can get, it's spiritual. 
and only the Father can give it to you. Really, nobody else can give it to you. Um, you want to know how do you seek first the kingdom of God in his right way, right? That's what was asked, right? Um, by first realizing that you don't have it. You know, a lot of people have gone down to the front of the church and they have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior because the preacher said, do you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Do you believe he born and died for you and rose from the cross? He said, yes. That didn't do it. And the way you know it didn't do it because you don't have perfect peace. Nothing changed. Um, and the preacher tell you, when you pray, hoop and holler, you know, please Jesus, beg the Lord, you do that. That doesn't work. You can see, when you get to know yourself, you can see that your life is not changing. And so if your life is not changing, it says that you have not been born again. You have not found God. That alone should tell you. I mean, you're the same devil that you were before you were born. You're born again, you're still a devil. You know, you're still depressed. You're still weird. That alone should tell you you're not born again. Because when you were born again, God per promised us perfect peace. So if you could get to know yourself and see that you are, you, nothing has really changed, you're still angry, you're still insecure, and don't let some preacher tell you that you're, oh, you're just human and no man is perfect. That's a liar. Run away from that kind of person. Don't let your mama, your daddy, nobody tell you that. Because all they're telling you is that they have not found it. And so they just, they believe a lie. Oh, you can't be that way. And so once you get to know and see how insecure you are in the name of Jesus, you need to sit still, just when you pray, be quiet, and let it happen. Become aware of those thoughts. And during the day, practice being present. You know, don't get lost in your imagination. Because what he's going to do for you is allow you to, to really see how lost you really are and how something else is controlling you. And if you can be honest about that, he'll change it. That's why he say, know thyself, so you can see where you are. He'll allow you to see it, and he's going to quiet you down, quiet you down, quiet you down, quiet you down, bring you to a point of stillness so he can change you. it got to happen in stillness. You've got to be still and know him. The heaven and earth were created in stillness, not running around. So if you, when you pray, just sit quietly. But, but first, you know, as you're getting to know yourself, you see how angry you are. You see how insecure you are. Don't deny that. I'm an insecure person. Admit it to yourself. Even if you don't tell anybody else, don't deny what you are. If you're a liar, a thief, a whore, or whatever you are, I'm a hoe. <laughs> you know, I'm a hoe. I don't want to be a hoe, but I'm a hoe. <laughs> Uh, for the white people, it's whore. <laughs> but in my neighborhood, it's hoe. If you're a drug addict, if you're resentful, admit it. I'm an angry, insecure, weak person. I'm, I, 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 can't, I can't do it. I can't change. And if you could just admit it and, do no, and feel the pain of it, it would start to change. But you got to sit still so it can happen. The, the quieter you become within, Separated from the, the, the worldly imagination, the more God can do for you. Because you're letting go and allowing him to do it. He can save you. He will cause you to be born again. And once you're born again, you have no other choice then but to allow him to make it happen. Because you, now, you are now controlled by him. 
instead of your imagination, which is of the devil, your pride, your ego. So you got to sit still, you got to know yourself, and then you shall be born again. Most people don't, you, you heard what the people said today. I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a, I'm a husband. I'm a wife. I'm a mother. That's not who you are. That's just functions you carry out. You know, but you're, you're a living being. Now, you don't know what that means yet, but you are a living being made in the image of God. And that's what you want to start living. And when you can live that way, you can inspire the world around you. I did a wedding last night, and it was, it was so fun. You know, it was so much fun. It was a simple wedding. It was all fancy. I got up and said what I said. Didn't do what the average preacher would do. I spoke from my heart. And the, and the people out there loved it. They are like, wow, that's the best wedding I've ever seen. And these people were like educated white folks. You know, they're like up in class. You know how white folks are when they're up, upscale. You know, how, you know how Kenny is, right? <laughs> if you doubt, how many people here were invited to his last party? Thank you. <laughs> but even they were inspired by the simplicity of truth and love. That's what inspired them. And we as men and women of God are supposed to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. And if you're not, you can't be the light if you're insecure too. If you're angry, you're on, on pills and, you know, you can barely stay awake because you're taking all these depression pills and stuff they give you. That's not the light of the world. If you're shy, that's not the light of the world. You know, if you're angry, you're running away from your challenges. Somebody call your name, you get mad. That's not the light of the world. And we're supposed to be children of God, light of the world. So you need to be still and know him. You must be born again. So when you pray, calm down. You know, God already knows your heart. Just be still and, and, and ask him for more light. Ask him to let you see. Go to my site at bondinfo.org and, in, and order a copy of Be Still and Know. Any questions, let me know. Thank you. Thank you, folks, too. I appreciate it.